speed wins mm-hmm. um, that you, you, it may not be perfect, but getting it done and getting it done quickly works. And if you need to iterate and you need to re- revise, you can always do that. You're listening to PR Hangover, a podcast brought to you by Grand Valley State University's chapter of PRSSA. I'm your host, Olivia Dolly, and I want to thank you for choosing this podcast to hear your PR Hangover. So you're thinking about starting your own business, but you don't initially know where to start? Well, this week, I spoke with Russell Klimi, the owner of his very own Tiberius Images. Russell is a very successful business owner based in West Michigan, where he provides various photo and video services. Russell discusses the reality of what it takes to start your own business and also what he's learned from being a business owner. Being a photographer, he also shares some tips and tricks on capturing that perfect image. If you've ever thought about starting your own business or maybe you're interested in photography, well, this episode then is for you. So without further ado, let's welcome Russell Klimi. Russell, thank you so much for being here. I'm really looking forward to learning about you and your business in the digital world. And yeah, just thank you so much for being here with us today. Happy to be here. Perfect. Um, Do you want to share a little bit about your education and maybe what you do for a living? Sure, sure. So I'm a professional photographer based in Grand Rapids. Um, My company is called Tiberius Images, and we offer photo and video services to the business world. Um, And I come from a background of spending a year at University of Michigan and then three years at Michigan State University. Um, And I graduated with a degree in history and and, uh, another degree in German. So I got two degrees taken care of in four years. Um, And though I don't necessarily um, practice, I don't have a profession that is history based, if you will, Um, as a photographer, turns out I'm actually a historian. So it, uh, I've been taking professional photos for almost 20 years. So um, it's been interesting to see how things, folks who were 23 or 25 when I first started photographing them are now in their mid 40s and kind of quote unquote running the show in West Michigan. So it's interesting to see how that has developed. Wow, that is really interesting. So um, usually when you take photos for like a company or a business or something, you usually do it like later down the road. Is that what you're saying? No, just people that I first met when they were young, like I was in their mid 20s. And now fast forward almost 20 years. Well, they've gone from like, you know, entry level or maybe, uh, you know, junior executive or or junior creative director or whatever. And now they're kind of running the show, running the company as a top, you know, three, four, five person at a company. Right. Yeah. So um, I guess with your background in history and German, what led you to photography? That's a great question. And uh, so my wife actually, so my wife and I have been married 20 years. We got married while we were in college at Michigan State. Um, She was a Spanish major and she had to do a Spanish exchange. Uh, So we went and lived in Madrid uh, for half a year. And the only thing I asked for was a camera and a bunch of films back in 2002. Um, And so I took, uh, I was gifted that at Christmas and we left in January and I took 50 rolls of film with me and uh, ended up taking a ton of photos while we were in Spain. We actually traveled to about, uh, I think, 13 countries over the course of six months. And it was an absolute epic adventure. Uh, And I came home and my uh, friend actually saw photos that I'd taken. They're like, wow, you're pretty good at this. Like, have you ever thought of being a photographer? And my response was, wait, you can get paid to do that? Like, that's a career you can go into? Um, And so I ended up finding an internship um, my senior in college um, in Lansing, where we were at the time, in, in political photography. 
didn't even know it really existed, but happened to just kind of meet the right people um, and ended up working with a gentleman for a year and a half who kind of taught me all of the, um, what do you want to call it, all of the technical pieces of photography, how to uh, arrange lighting and ISO and all the things that folks are worried about when it comes to photography and not really knowing enough, quote unquote. Um, but he didn't know the business side. He'd always been an employee. So I ended up leaving there and starting my own company and just saying, you know what, I'm, I think I can do this. So at 23 years old, I gave it a shot and it's been an, wow. a, a beautiful journey so far. That's really, that's really fascinating. Yeah, because um, a lot of people, they don't know like the technical side of photography. And I feel like with technology advancing more, it's like easier to use your phone or something, but just having that like professional images, those are really nice to have for sure. Yeah, for sure. My, my belief. So I'm the, I'm the person that I've, I've shot, I shot film when I, we went to Europe and went to Spain, but everything professionally I've done has been digital. Um, and so I tell folks, I'm the, I'm the person that put the film photographers out of business. Um, and, and now I'm in my forties and I have a bunch of 21 year olds who have grown up with an iPhone in their hands. My, my two and a half year old knows how to take photos on my phone and my iPad um though he, he can't spell his name <laughs> like think about it. he can't spell his name but he can open the youtube app he can open amazon it's amazing um and so it's just a, it's an ever increasing journey uh yeah. in the digital space and and my belief for almost 20 years has been that speed wins um that you, you it may not be perfect but getting it done and getting it done quickly works and if you need to iterate and you need to re revise you can always do that um, but if things, yeah, lear learn from doing, I guess, has been my, my big belief. Yeah. So do you have any, um, besides that process that you had before, do you have any like professional training or was it all kind of just self teach like All self-taught. I've taken awesome. one, I I've gone to like two seminars from photographers I've respected and was happy to pay money to go do. Um, but other than that, it's all just been, let's take a few million photos and see what yeah. works and yeah. see what doesn't work. Right. I feel like that's the best way to learn is when you make those mistakes and you can be like, oh, I can change this and this will happen and change it. So. Yep. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. It's um, we live in a world like right now, my niece, she's uh, 18 and she's going off to college and she has this real big interest in like um, graphic tees and sweatshirts and, and all this stuff. And I said, well, why don't we go try to make some this summer and sell them on Etsy or sell them online, build a website and you build a Shopify site and you know, a half hour. It's, it's not difficult. It's, the technology is so simple. It's just a matter of doing. Exactly. And, um, yeah. you know, the philosophy of go, go be a doer will always help you get a step ahead in today's world. Yeah, I, I really like that. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Um, would you say, what would you say like your photography style is? Is it more like a bright, a modern color? <laughs> I guess if you have a style. Uh, yeah, I would say I'm, I'm, uh, fairly traditional but I, I have contrast to my style like I, I definitely understand the question right the the world of wedding photography you can see on Instagram all day long you've got bright and, and airy and natural light and then you've got dark and moody and creative uh, on the other end and I kind of fall somewhere in the middle where um, I want uh, my client to look at photos 20 years from now and be happy with how they were edited I can remember shooting photos 15 years ago, and you probably, you're probably not old enough to even remember having seen this, but um, where wedding photos of bride and groom would be totally in black and white and the flowers would be in color. You've done a selective edit in Photoshop. And it was like realizing that, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's just like I delivered that to clients 15 years ago and they paid me for it. And I'm like, oh no, like that is absolutely <laughs> terrible. But it was the style of the time, if that makes sense. So it, it really drove me to more uh, just a traditional, you know, capture um, people as they are yeah. in real time in a, in a candid way. Nice. Yeah, I really like that. I feel like those candid images are the best ones because they can't. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. They're, they're historical. They live on. Yeah, for sure. So um, typically, do you usually do weddings or is there something you like to specialize in? Yeah, uh, corporate events and, uh, and headshots. So um, like just a couple weeks ago, we were doing, uh, you know, a four day conference at DeVos Place downtown where we got hired for basically 12 hours a day for four straight days to do event photography with everything they had going on keynote speakers breakout sessions we were shooting headshots we were doing video uh, of the event as well um, and then tomorrow I'm in the studio for three portraits in the morning so you know we I schedule folks ahead of time and, and go shoot uh, professional portraits for LinkedIn, which if you don't have a great LinkedIn portrait, I can't stress enough how important that is right now. It's um, the way I describe portrait photography is photos today are simply, they're the new handshake. They're, they're literally you leaning into the camera and saying, hi, I'm Olivia. Hi, I'm Russ. Like it's right. them, they're going to see you digitally and online first before they ever meet you in person 97% of the time. So yeah, that's, so tomorrow I've got three portraits where uh, it's all for, you know, footers in their email, LinkedIn, their website, all their professional items that they need to update. Wow. Yeah. I'm actually, um, I'm going to be the one doing those headshots for um, our PR firm next year. And so um, I'll have to take you up on some of those tips, but um, yeah. yeah, like that was like a big thing. We were fortunate enough last year to have a really good photographer to do our headshots, but that was one thing that they stressed a lot was looking professional, especially on those platforms. I mean, you think about it, like do you, you, we, the, the philosophy of business is you do business with those, you know, like, and trust. And if you can give yourself an advantage by being professional and trustworthy in your image, it simply puts you a step ahead. That's it. It's just, just the law of averages. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so when you're doing those headshots, do your clients ever feel kind of like uncomfortable or do they feel a little like, Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> all the time, all the time. The way I describe it is um, I, my, my the, the people I work best with are those who are uncomfortable in front of a camera. Uh, it's 99.8% of the work I do is with people that are not models. They're not, prof they're not used to being in front of a camera. They're, they're not trained in how to do it, right? Um, I do that kind of work every once in a while. And there's a lot of photographers that that's all they do. They, they only work with hired talent who knows how to stand in front of a camera for 12 hours. But um, one of my, the, my favorite story to tell is um, one of my clients here in town is a big accounting firm and they have a hundred plus accountants on their staff. And so I go in quarterly and we do headshots for their new staff or updated. They want to update, you know, a woman at the time might be pregnant. She gets her first headshot taken and she has baby and loses weight and wants an updated portrait. So we'll do that type of work. And when it comes to accountants, like you got to have jokes because accountants don't want to stand in front of a camera. They're, they're used to dealing with Excel spreadsheets and like, you know, all in sitting in front of a computer, like standing in front of a camera is a scary thing. And I would say, you know, nearly a hundred percent of the people that I deal with, that I work with are, they, they tell me right before it's the number one thing I hear during a session is Russ, I, I hate having my photo taken. 
And I'm like, well, today's the day we change it. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, you probably don't like lawyers either, do you? They're like, the, tip, the typical response is, well, no. I'm like, well, have you ever met a really great lawyer? And they're like, no, I guess I haven't. I'm like, well, today, the reason you don't like having your photo taken is because you've never worked with a great photographer that is here to help me feel comfortable and confident in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's really, yeah, that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess that, so is that kind of like the analogy that you provide for them, just that you're, you're reassuring that you're there to make them feel comfortable and to look good and to enjoy the process. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we, we all have our, you know, the, the, the built-in subconscious memory of when we were six years old and your parent, your mom or your dad made you wear that ugly Christmas sweater and sit nicely next to your sibling in front of the fireplace for the Christmas picture. Mm-hmm. And all of you are sitting there just hating the moment, but mom and dad made you do it. And so that all gets put into your brain of, you know what, I don't like having my photo taken because it reminds me of that. And it's, right. it's, sub, yeah. it's subconscious. You can be, I mean, I, I've, I literally... Two weeks ago, I photographed four CEOs, four CEOs, like people making a ridiculous amount of money that have, they, they have a hundred plus staff each and they all hate having their photo taken. And it's because they had a memory early on in their life around not liking their picture taken. It, like the people that supposedly made it, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're talking, we're talking to college students today, like just so you know, it's totally normal to not quote unquote, like having your photo taken. And even those who have quote unquote made it, wow. they don't like it either. Yeah. That's a really good way to look at it. Cause I never, I never really thought about that. Yeah. You figured, Oh, it just becomes normal. Yeah. You get like, it's no big deal anymore. No, no one likes it. It's okay. Which is why I have a job, right? The a great analogy that I use is everyone has a camera, right? Olivia, like how old were you, Olivia, when you first got a camera on a cell phone? I'm just curious. Oh, on uh, my cell phone. Um, probably like, eight or nine honestly yeah exactly like less than 10 years old so you've always had access to a camera to take photos of whatever you wanted but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a world-class photographer that is is printed around the world the same way everyone has access to microsoft word Mm -hmm. but how many how few people write a best-selling novel yeah yeah exactly very similar yeah wow um so walk me through like what you do to get that perfect shot uh, well, it, it depends. I mean, in, in the world of uh, portrait photography, it's a matter of having a relationship. I mean, it's just no, getting to know people. So I, I figured out about 10 years ago that a couple things about myself. Number one, I'm extroverted. So mm-hmm. I like dealing with people. My, my one brother is not. So like even within our family, we're different. So just like everybody should find out what your strengths and weaknesses are. So I'm an extrovert mm-hmm. and I like people. And so um, I'm happy to ha- have a conversation and get and build a relationship fairly quickly, right? I mean, when you're dealing with a, a young professional, you can find out, okay, are you single, made, dating, married, right? Kids, no kids. What do you like to do for fun, right? It's, I'm guessing you probably can, like, there's a standard list of like six or eight questions you can ask every human on the planet to get to know them fairly quickly. About, I would say about 85% of the way. You can mm-hmm. kind of figure out what they, what they like, don't like, what they're interested in, what they're not interested in it. Um, and so I try to figure that out and I've got two, three minutes to do that. Um, because again, they're, they just told me, I hate having my photo taken and my job is to overcome that and get them talking about things that they're comfortable with their spouse, their kids, their hobbies, their activities, what they love about their job, what they hate about their job, all those things. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then it's a matter of uh, getting them in front of the cameras, having a few photos taken, and then helping them understand that, yeah, you look great. And we'll just adjust a few things here and there to make you look even better. Um, so that's typically how I work with portraits. And sessions can last anywhere from six minutes to you know two hours. Um, just depends on what the client's needs are, right? If someone just needs a LinkedIn headshot, like I just photographed a a company, two, a two founders of an IT company. They have about 20 employees together, um, but they're literally writing a book. So we're shooting a book cover. Um, we're shooting updated LinkedIn headshots, updated photos for the book's website. You know, so that's more than six minutes, right? Because they've got clothing changes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, when it comes to events, it's um, the rule I go by is uh, listen for the noise. It's a great principle to, to when you're at an event, listen to the listen for the noise because where there's noise there's energy mm-hmm. and so I as a photographer I'm just kind of drawn to that right big groups of people uh folks who are animated folks who have energy right at, at the end of the day that's what photography is it's capturing people's energy on camera um, so so events I, I like to find out who the who the VIPs are right from my client whoever my client is they're going to have VIPs in the room um, and then I listen for listen for noise and go there and, uh, and simply have a smile on my face and a camera in my hand. And you'll be amazed at what happens when you have a smile on your face. People yeah. say hi, especially in West Michigan. It's definitely a thing. Uh, I don't know if your if your uh, colleagues or other students in West Michigan know that or not. Um, but I do a lot of work for folks who come in from Austin or San Francisco or New York City or Miami. And literally, they're amazed at how friendly West Michigan is to the mm-hmm. point where they're like, yeah, you'll be walking down the street in downtown Grand Rapids and someone will just see you. They don't know you, yeah. but they'll say, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, that's yeah. not normal. Like, oh, it's wow. not normal yeah. Yeah. at all. So Grand Rapids has that reputation for being a friendly city. Mm-hmm. And if you just take that into your work world, your, excuse me, your professional world, um, it works well. Yeah. So do you feel like there are a lot of opportunities in the greater Grand Rapids area or West Michigan in general? Yeah, I, I really think so. I mean, um, Grand Rapids is a very connect- Grand Rapids is a connected city. So once you're you know doing what you're doing, right, you're building a community of people who are interested in PR and marketing and all those things, and that's going to lead to folks having relationships in different businesses, but in um, different networks. And that's how you grow, whether it's in Grand Rapids or Chicago, or if you go to Kansas City or you go to Denver. I mean, at the end of the day, you, you can fly, you can move to Denver tomorrow. Yeah. But you're going to need to find a group of like-minded individuals who, who do what you do or are interested in what you're interested in. And that's one of the things I love about West Michigan is you can go, you can go find a tribe that you can relate to in uh, a short amount of time. In the past few weeks, I've done everything going to, from a concert at Van Andel uh, Arena where there's people inside that are super obsessed with the music, but everybody outside the arena is not interested, right? To uh, going to, uh, I mean, you, like we went to, I went and was at a tractor pull a couple weeks ago and it's like, you're like, this is the most opposite thing, but you know, there's 5,000 people at the tractor pull. And I'm like, I guess if you're like into agriculture and tractors and like outdoors, (laughs) like stuff, like this would be the place to come. Right. Like, so it's just a matter of West Michigan definitely has uh, energy around that idea of connecting with other people and it's accessible, right. It's not like it's a, it's not hidden away and locked to the side where you can't access it as a 22 year old. My nephew uh, is just graduated from Ferris state uh, university and he's coming back to grand Rapids and he got a job and uh, he's now figuring out how to build his network. And 
Grand Rapids is the place to do it. You can totally do it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, with like starting up your business and everything, what would you give to young entrepreneurs looking to open their own? Ooh, do you want the real answer? Or do you want the, like the shiny, here's the beautiful object answer? Uh, let's do both. <laughs> okay. So the beautiful object answer is, yep, go do it. You can totally do it. Mm-hmm. It's it, the world is yours. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the real answer is um, I was able to make it. I've seen others make it because um, we, we had, so for me personally, I had a wife who had a full-time job mm-hmm. and health benefits and um, yep, we had student loan debt, we had car payments, we had a mortgage, we had all this crazy stuff um, that would that hindered the process, right? But she had a job that could then pay the bills, and so I could go do something, right? If I didn't have her, I would say, you know what, go wait tables for four nights a week, mm-hmm. and you can make a lot of money right now, and then during the day, go build your business. And yep, you're going to work 80 hours a week, but that's okay, because yeah. you're 22, you're 23, you're 24. At some point in your life, 50 to 80 hours a week should be in your calendar of professional work. And I'm not saying it's that way forever. I'm not saying you should do that for 23 years, but for a short burst of time to see if you have an idea around, let's say you love financial services and you have this idea and you want to go do it. Okay, well, go work at night and make enough money to live. Mm -hmm. And then during the day, go crazy with what you want to build. And if it works, people will flock to you. People will be interested. They will come and they will want to know why you're doing what you're doing and they'll want to pay you for it. Mm-hmm. And eventually that can replace what you're doing at night to make it quote unquote, make it. Yeah. So that's, that's the real answer, but people don't want to talk about that. Right. No, but it's, it's the truth, you know, like you have to put in the work if you want to see the results. Yeah. Yeah. If I I'm 40 and if I, if someone said, Russ, you get to blow up your business and start over tomorrow. I would literally go, I, I have three or four restaurants in town that I love and I'd literally go work four or five nights a week there. Mm-hmm. And I would go build my business during the day. I would network, I would photograph, I would meet with people and I'd be tired. Uh-huh. But you know what, it, it, it would work. It would probably take six to 18 months to go build it. It's not, it's not super complicated. It's just a matter of are you willing to go put in the work? Right. No, exactly. And like from a young age, I've always been taught that like you have to do this work now so that you can appreciate it later on. And so yeah, now when you're young, I mean, you're young. I, again, nephews just graduated. I, I tried conveying to him. He's getting married this summer, but now's the time to take a risk, mm-hmm. right? Like taking a risk when you're 52 and you've got three girls that are going to college pretty soon. It's not easy to take a risk because you need the job. You need the money. You need the insurance. But when you're 22 or 23, you can go take the risk because you can always go wait tables at night. It's fine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was that was really good. That was that was really good advice because I feel like we all need that reminder just to know that this is like the time to do it. There's no other time than right now, especially in yeah. our age. So for sure. Yeah. The the way I look at it is, um, you know, uh, Facebook, Instagram. You know, the way I look at it, Zuckerberg. He. Um, he wants to create this, you know, internet, the web 3.0. And in the end, if you look at it from a historical perspective, right, I'm a history guy. Mm-hmm. Historically, the people that built web 1.0, right, the early days of internet browsers, something, Olivia, you never experienced, but like the, you know, the dial up moment, hey, you've got mail, right? None of that you experienced. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the companies that did that, they didn't make it in web 2.0. AOL died, mm-hmm. right? Every, everything in that world died because... Facebook, you know, it started with uh, 
with MySpace, but then Facebook and Instagram and all the social platforms took over. Mm-hmm. And now we're moving into whatever Web 3.0 is going to be, right? With the you know, involvement in with, you know, being on the web, right? Uh, all the time. Yeah. And I think that whoever wants to build that is not going to come from Web 2.0. Again, history, right? Because st- the first people didn't make the second step. Folks are trying to make the second, go from second to third. are probably not going to make it either. So go try. If you've got ideas, go build it. Right now is the time, especially if you're young and can, again, can, can live through making enough money. Exactly. And go build it. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much. That was really helpful. And I feel like the listeners are definitely going to be able to benefit and just like that reminder to just go after it and you're going to have to work, but that's, that's the beauty of it. You know, you have to appreciate it at the end and that's the only way. Absolutely. It was great. Great meeting you. And uh, I appreciate the the time and the platform to, to be able to share some of our, my experience the last 20 years. There was a quote by general George Patton that I wanted to share. Success is a very simple thing, and determining characteristics are confidence, speed, and audacity, none of which can be perfect, but they can be good. And this really started to resonate when I thought about what Russell said and how speed is the best way to go about something. Getting something done, not procrastinating it, not overcomplicating it, will teach someone to think critically, and the best way to execute something is to just get it done. And a lot of times, we, as students and as people do not want to do something that is going to challenge us but in the end the only way that you know we're going to hit our deadlines we're going to hit our goals is if we just try it and like Russell said if we need to revise and we need to change something that's okay too because the whole beauty of this and the whole beauty of starting something and challenging ourselves is to learn and to grow as professionals and just as people in general and so I really hope that you were able to take something from what Russell said because it gave me a really unique perspective on how much work it goes into to starting your own business and how to go about success like he has. His portraits and his work is absolutely incredible. It's breathtaking. If you ever want to reach out to Russell for any sort of business inquiries or just to speak to him, he is very knowledgeable, very well-rounded professional. I will leave his website and his contact information in the show notes below. But until then, I will see you all next time on PR Hangover. Thanks for listening.